Father, we thank you for the story of Joshua. We thank you that he was one of the Bible heroes and that there are things that we can learn to help us to follow you in a a closer way. So Lord, just speak to us now in Jesus' name. Amen. Now boys and girls and, and everybody else who's here, I wonder who your heroes are. Who are your heroes? I don't know. Now for most people, it's someone who looks wonderful and it's somebody who does great and wonderful thing. And we've got some images coming up. The first one is, this was my hero when I was a young boy. Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. He can stop a train. What a man. So that was mine. Maybe for the girls, it's a slightly different one. We can see another one. There's Supergirl. So, you know, the girls, they're not to be beaten. There we are. But, you know, recently I went along to the cinema and I saw a film about a man who was one of the greatest heroes of the Second World War. And he looked like this. Here he comes. Now, he doesn't really look like a hero, does he? He doesn't look all that impressive. He doesn't look that heroic. His name, by the way, is Desmond Doss. But he doesn't really. And lots of people didn't really think that much of him either. Because although he joined the army, and he did, and he wanted to join the army, yet he refused to pick up a weapon. He wouldn't pick up a rifle or anything else. You see, he was a Christian. And though all Christians don't see this the same way, some Christians think it's right to go and fight a war to defend your country, yet Desmond believed that as a Christian that it could never be right to pick up a weapon and try and kill another person loved by God and made by God. But you see, he still wanted to serve his country. So he decided to join the army, and he would do that, but that he would only serve as a medic. That he would only look after the wounded, and he would only try and save life rather than take it. Now, many of the soldiers who were training with him, though, they didn't really appreciate this. And we're going to see just a short clip about how some of them reacted to this. Here it comes. Well, that would be quite hard to take, wouldn't it, if somebody said something like that to you and did something like that to you. But you see, Desmond Doss just held on to his faith. What he did was he kept on doing what he believed God was asking him to do. And eventually that man who hit him in that scene actually became his friend. And during some of the most terrible battles of the war, Desmond Doss, it's reckoned, rescued 75 wounded men. And at times he took incredible risks to do so. And what we're going to see just in a moment or two is something that's typical of the kind of things that he did. And the person that's involved in this is the sergeant who was in charge of his training. And he was someone who did everything he possibly could to get Desmond Doss to give up and to get him out of the army. So we're going to see this second clip now. Right, so that's the kind of thing. He did lots and lots of things like that. That's just, and because of all the acts of bravery he did, I couldn't believe it, I was terrified watching it. But because of the things that he did, that his faith led him to do, Desmond was given the highest award for bravery 
that an American soldier can be given. He was given the Medal of Honor. And that was something that had never really happened before for somebody who was a conscientious objector. That is somebody who refused to fight because of their faith. And he's recognized now as one of the great American heroes. Now, what this has got in common with the story of Joshua and of God's people at Jericho is that both of these stories are all about faith. And they're all about then being faithful because of our faith to what God has called us to do. Because you see, Joshua in that story that was read earlier, he knew that God had called his people to take the land and to keep the land that he'd given to them. That land called the promised land. But you see, if they were going to do this, if they were going to especially keep it, they had to take this key city of Jericho. And Jericho, you see, was for the time a huge, strongly fortified city. And within it was a big, big army, much bigger than the army the people of Israel had. So that's a wee picture. It's not that great. You maybe can't see it that well. But that's a picture of, you can imagine just how vast and huge that city was. And, and that's, we could put it away in a poll, that's what Jericho would have looked like when Joshua and his men, when they arrived at it. Now you see, Joshua had to take this city because if they'd left that city there, if they'd allowed their enemies to keep a stronghold like this in what was going to be their promised land, then there would always have been a danger of attack. They would never have been safe and secure. But what God then asked Joshua to do now, it seems, doesn't it, absolutely crazy. Because what God tells him to do is to march around this city for six days with his army following behind, with priests blowing horns and carrying the Ark of the Covenant. But you know what's equally crazy and absolutely amazing is that the army inside Jericho, those enemies of God's people, that they just stay inside and they just watch What's going on? That is crazy because they had many more men. They had much better weapons. So why didn't they then just charge out? Why didn't they attack Joshua and his people? Well, I think there's only really one possible sensible reason for this. And it's all to do with the Ark of the Covenant. This Ark of the Covenant that the people carried around with them. Because you see, this Ark was a sign of the fact that God had made a covenant with, that is, that he'd made promises to, that he had got a special relationship with Israel, with his people. So you see, as this ark was carried around Jericho, the men of Jericho were afraid. But they were afraid not of the army that carried it, but they were afraid of the God it spoke of, who they knew were with this people. Because, you see, they'd heard these men of all that God had done. They'd heard of how God had set his people free from mighty Egypt. They'd heard of how he'd parted the Red Sea before them so they could go through it. And they'd heard not that long ago of how he had parted their own Jordan to bring them into the promised land. You see, they knew that this ark was a reminder of who God is. And that because of who God is, God can and God will do whatever he promises. These men of Jericho then, they were afraid of God. And it was because of this that they hid 
behind their city walls. And you see, for God's people, as, as they march round this, these great city walls, as for three days, six days, sorry, once a day, and then seven times on the last day, as they walked round and then blew their trumpet and shouted out finally that great war cry, what was all this about for them? Why did God have them do this? Well, I believe the reason for this was to underline to them, as they saw these great walls, that they could never take this great city by themselves. It was to underline to them that they needed God, that they needed faith if this was to be done. And you know, archaeologists, people who dig around and investigate ancient ruins, well, you know, they've went and they've did a dig and they've investigated the ruins of this ancient city of Jericho. And what they found out is that it was violently destroyed. Just at the time that the Bible says it was. What they found is that its walls were thrown down by a violent force, something like an earthquake. And that the city was then burned and that the remains of the food supplies that were stored and buried there show that it wasn't captured by a siege. You see, it's all exactly as the Bible says. But what is this story, the story of Joshua and God's people here, teachers, what has it got to say to us about what it really means to actually be a hero? That if we want to be a hero for God, then when we know what God is saying to us, when we know what God is asking us to do, then we need to do what he's asking. We need to be committed to what he's saying. We have to have faith in him and to never give up even when it gets really, really hard. Knowing that as we trust in God, that God is the one who's able to give us the strength that we need and able to give us everything else, whatever we need, to do what he's asked us to do. So let's pray today then that God will make his people here, each one of us all, into real heroes, heroes of faith. Let's just pray together. Father, we want to thank you for the story of Joshua and of the people of God. We want to thank you that they show us what it means to really be a hero. And that real heroism is about seeking you, knowing your will, and then doing that, no matter what obstacles are thrown in our way, no matter how hard it might get. Lord, we pray, help us by our faith to be heroes for you. And we pray this now in Jesus' name. Amen.